and welcome to episode 20 of the Graph Golf Podcast. I'm your host, Sean Fairholm. We have a really, really exciting episode for you today. Aaron Shapiro, the CEO and co-founder of Graph, is going to join us in our latest Behind the Ball installment to take us through how he first developed the idea of producing a smart golf ball, how he's built a team around him to take on this daunting task, some of the milestones and challenges that come with building the ball, answering concerns from those who may not think that something like this can exist, and a lot more. Uh, We really cover a ton of ground in this episode, and I especially like where we end the conversation, talking about where the name Graph comes from. It's a special story and really sits at the heart of everything we do here, so it was important to have Aaron share that. As Aaron says in this podcast, he he first had this idea when he was 13 years old. You can definitely tell the entrepreneurs early, and it really accelerated during his time at Johns Hopkins, where he was an economics major and also played on the Jays football team, where he met Michael Epperly and Patrick Kelly, two of the other co-founders. He is set on seeing his company vision through, and we have a lot of cool announcements coming in the next couple of months that will showcase that vision. Before we get started, just a reminder, you can find out more about Graph at our website, which is graph.golf. You can join our newsletter from there, and that is the best place to keep up with these updates we're talking about. And you can also go to our website to find The Club, which is a growing database of podcasts and articles that focus on analytics within golf. It's one thing to know what numbers you are producing, but it's a totally different thing to know what they mean and how they can be actually applied to your game. So we're trying to explain all those little intricacies in the game. Go ahead and check out the club for a lot more information. All right, let's get right into it. Here's our conversation with Graph Golf CEO and co-founder, Aaron Shapiro. When you look back in your memory growing up, when does Graph start for you? Uh, Was it recently or was it further back uh, when when does graph start for you yeah so this is a a funny story i actually had the idea for graph when i was just about 13 years old and 13 was right around the first time i went out and played golf and i went out with a few of my buddies uh, who had previously played golf and i was absolutely horrible i, I could barely hit the ball to be honest and i i went through the the typical training process i went to lessons i saw coaches i watched youtube videos and I wasn't getting any better and I didn't see any true path to getting better. Uh, but one thing that I did learn was that professionals were using launch monitors to incrementally get better. And it, it's a structure in which they can make a very small change to their swing, maybe change their grip uh, and see exactly how that affects the ball flight. And I thought, wow, this is incredible technology. How can I get something like this for myself? Well, it turns out the cost of it is just out of reach of 99% of the market. So uh, it was not something that I could obtain. And it's by no means something that the everyday golfer can either. So I essentially noticed this gap in the market where about 99% of golfers don't have access to these analytics. So I thought as a 13 year old, why not try to make this, this company myself Um, for three very good reasons. It did not turn out very good. I, I actually went ahead and, um, called the company Flog Sports, which is just golf spelled backwards. And um, I did not get very far. There's three main hurdles that I kind of ran into. Uh, the, the accuracy of the analytics, the durability of the ball and the size of the electronics were 
three main problems that I kind of identified and I wasn't able to work past, but it was certainly something that I knew I wanted to do at some point when the time was right. So you played football at Johns Hopkins and, um, you know, you, you have experience as an athlete, as a football player, but the analytics and other sports like football are a lot different than golf. And I have to imagine that that played into, you know, your vision for what you wanted graph to be, because training is such a different, uh, different animal in, in golf than it is in other sports. So football has shaped who I am and, and it's taught me how to work hard and be a team player, but Golf is so different than any other sport. It's so much more mental than any other sport. And football is really about, especially at the collegiate level, strength and, and physicality. But golf is so much more about analytics. And if you have access to analytics as a golfer, you really do unlock the, the potential that you have as a golfer. So what football's taught me and what I've been able to apply in golf is that in order to be great at anything, you, you need to set goals and methodically work towards those goals. So it's definitely provided a framework and a methodology for me um, and, and enabled me to use football to, to work it into other areas of my life. So in terms of the start of graph, where does it all start the, the last few years in terms of building out a team and, and finding some of the other co-founders that were going to be a part of this? Because it's been exciting over, over the last few years to kind of have this team come together. It absolutely has. And like I, like I said, it's always, I, I knew it was something that I wanted to do. I just didn't necessarily know when the time would be right. And as you mentioned, I, I went to Johns Hopkins and played football there. And our head coach always gave speeches uh, that applied to the current situation, but always had a bigger meeting that applied to life in general. So one day he was giving us a speech and the, the essence of it was, if not now, when? And I really took that to heart and decided that this was kind of the, the push to go pursue the company again. And I knew I was in the right situation. There are people at Hopkins that could help me from an engineering perspective. And I just needed to identify them and convince them to come work with me. So Patrick Kelly was the first individual that I teamed up with. He was an electrical engineer here at Hopkins as well. And we actually took a marketing class together. And I identified his skills. He was a golfer and really was a perfect fit for what I was looking for. So over a period of a couple of weeks, convinced him to join. And then uh, the next couple of months, Patrick and I uh, spent, spent our time doing market research and fleshing out exactly what we were building. And it became very clear that software was going to play just as large of a role in the product as hardware. So we basically identified, okay, we were at Johns Hopkins. There's got to be somebody here that has experience in software development and computer science that's interested in coming. So Mike Everly was the first name that came to mind and we asked him to join. And again, that's another somewhat funny story. I, I called Mike out of the blue one day and basically said, hey, we're working on this golf ball startup. Would you be interested in teaming up with us? And he said, I'm working on a few different things. I have a lot on my plate right now. Let's touch base in a couple of months and see where I'm at. And I said, all right, sounds good. A couple of hours later, I get a phone call from Mike saying, hey, I'm, I can't stop thinking about this. I just dropped everything. Uh, let's go. <laughs> and from then on, we, we hit the ground running. So I'm sure you get a lot of questions every single day. What is Graph? Just from a, a, you know, a high level view, I know it's a very fundamental question. But what, what is it? Because people can kind of wrap their minds around the concept of, 
a smart golf ball, but it's not just the golf ball that, you know, makes up the company. It's a, it's a larger concept at play. Absolutely. So graph is a platform that combines hot hardware, software, and analytics to provide golfers with an affordable and portable method to train more efficiently. So as I mentioned before, launch monitors are available, but only to the top 1% of golfers. And that's because both accessibility and affordability. So what we're doing is empowering the everyday golfer with the exact same technology. So we're removing the cost and space barrier that the current solutions require. And, and affordability is such a huge key, right? Because right now it, it, it costs, uh, even for some of the mobile launch monitors, several hundred dollars to be able to, to have one of those. And that's not something that every golfer is willing to, to spend on. They'd rather spend that on golf balls or, or on uh, you know, greens fees or, or other, uh, other things within the game. So I'm sure that having something that's a lot more affordable is a, a really key concept of everything. Absolutely. So Graph all started with 13-year-old me not being able to afford technology that I identified would help me improve. So our, our mission will always be creating access for the everyday golfer and giving them the ability to unlock the insightful analytics that launch monitors provide. And cost is really at the heart of that. How can we make it more accessible to the everyday golfer? You touched on it briefly, but some of the challenges and the hurdles that come with making a smart golf ball, it's never uh, really effectively been, been done before, even though several companies have attempted to do it. Why is it so difficult. It makes sense that there should be a chip inside of a golf ball. I think everybody who's ever played has had that thought kind of cross their mind at, at some point, but obviously it's not, it's not as easy as it sounds or else there, there would have been uh, dozens of, of smart golf balls in the market already. So why is it such a daunting task just from a, a high level view? Yeah. I mean, you mentioned it. Many people have attempted to do it and, and have failed, frankly. And it's inherently just because it's very difficult to do. There's an infinite amount of roadblocks in the way. As I mentioned, it's very difficult to put electronics inside of a golf ball, make them small enough and make them durable enough and make the analytics actually accurate enough. And those are all pretty daunting tasks, but it's a, a challenge that we took head on. It's certainly been difficult. It's been nothing short of that. Uh, there, there's been many hurdles like that, that we've been able to jump over that some other teams have, have come to us and said, Hey, this is impossible. Uh, there's a lot of highs. There's a lot of lows and taking each of those with a grain of salt, whether or not it seems like there is almost no light at the end of tunnel at the tunnel, or if you're at the other end of that spectrum. So what I'd say is building any company is hard. Building a hardware startup is even more difficult and doing it during a global pandemic. Well, saying I'm proud of our team and our accomplishments is an understatement to say the least. The durability of the ball, I know that's a huge question that you probably get all the time. You know, it has to hold up to a driver repeatedly hitting this golf ball. It can't be cracking after the eighth time that somebody has hit it. How big of a concern has that been throughout this process to make sure that the golf ball is durable enough to withstand, you know, a lot of, a lot of hits throughout, throughout a, you know, a long period of time. Yeah, it was certainly a, a huge concern from day one. We very meticulously planned how we were going to go about product development. And the first step after we identified the components that would be needed to measure the analytics 
was how are we going to protect those analytics? So yes, we went out and found the, the highest rated and most durable components out there, but developing a proprietary blend of hard and soft rubbers was actually the first task. And we built a, what we called a golf ball whacker, which was cinder blocks and, and plates, weights uh, attached to a swinging arm. And we would just hit it many times over and over till we came to the conclusion that we were at the, the best proprietary blend. And we've gone through and continue to improve and perfect that. But it's certainly been a challenge and, and one that we're happy with where we're at. And in terms of the timetable of, of Graph, uh, as with any startup, the timetable has to change and, and expectations have to change as you go along trying to build the product. I know there have been uh, you know, hurdles along the way, as you've just mentioned. How has that changed over over time? I'm sure there were you know periods uh, a few years ago where you expected the product to come out sooner than it has, but there there have been delays for for multiple reasons, including COVID, but also just the you know the complexity of building the product it- itself. Yeah, managing expectations has been extremely difficult for us, as it's been for many other teams that have been in our shoes before and and we're constantly trying to be better. It really all stems from the fact that building timelines is extremely challenging because it's nearly impossible to plan for the unknowns. You might be building something and you might think you're really close, but just then you uncover a new hurdle. Well, you didn't plan that into a timeline. You can you can give yourself wiggle room, but you never know when that next challenge will present itself or how large of a challenge it will be. What we've attempted to do in this and the standard that we've kind of held ourselves to is just 100% transparency. And, and that's to our internal team, that's to our customers, that's to the investors that are believing us and every other stakeholder in the company. And, and even with that transparency, I think it's just normal for a startup to have kind of doubters or, or people who you know, question the viability of whether a smart golf ball can function properly or whatever it may be about, about the company. What would you say to the people who have concerns about whether it's been uh, the delay of of uh, of the timeline over the years, or whether just you know about, about whether the smart the smart golf ball will work overall? What would you kind of say to kind of uh, alleviate some of those concerns? Yeah, well, I, I'm a competitor at heart. Mike and Patrick are as well. We we all played football together at one point, and it's really the culture that we've instilled here at Graph. Many people think that what we're doing is impossible, and they are more than happy to share with us that they don't think we'll be able to get to our goal. Uh, It's really a big driver for me. It's a big driver for the team, and it's so rewarding to go and prove everything, everyone wrong. We're doing something that nobody's ever done before, and well, that's just really exciting, and it makes all of the small accomplishments just even more sweeter. And those small accomplishments, let's let's hit on a couple of the milestones that have been hit along the way because it it takes a lot of different checkpoints, right? Hitting a lot of different checkpoints along the way to finally get to the the end result. What have uh, what are a few of those milestones that have been hit along the way to to reach this point? Yeah, well, I, I couldn't be more proud of the team here. I, I mentioned earlier that the first step was identifying sensors and electronics, and then we had to find how to protect those. So those are two huge accomplishments right there. But then we had to develop a completely proprietary wireless charging configuration. And, and that's a huge, that's another huge task in itself. And then at that point, we had uh, one smart golf ball that was working, but it's a, a whole different challenge to develop a scalable process 
that that works, that produces high yields, that's cost efficient, uh, and that you're able to do repeatedly. So that's another project that we've had to do. And you combine that with the belief that the market has shown in us by backing us on Indiegogo, as well as the confidence that our investors have placed in us. It's been extremely humbling and rewarding to this point. And what are your thoughts on you know the future of where Graph is going? Because uh, you know the the first version of the ball won't be the last version of the ball. You know there are, there are a lot of uh, you know there's going to be an evolution that takes place over time. But what are what are some of the core pieces of the vision that you see? You know over you know not just the next few months, but also the next few years as, as Graph kind of grows as a company. Yeah, well, we'll constantly be building towards our vision. That vision includes efforts to improve the analytics accuracy and the performance of the ball, no doubt. But what I'm most excited about is actually how the software interacts with the hardware. It gives us the ability to constantly improve the experience for our members. So we have a handful of game-changing features that we'll be adding over the course of the next couple of months, years, and we can't also wait to hear from our members and build what will prove to be a more useful product for them. So that's ultimately what I'm most excited about. It's over-the-air updates that we'll, we'll constantly be delivering. And when people get the ball in their hands, right, that changes like, like any other product, right? When somebody gets to use it, uh, feedback is one of the most important aspects of all of this, I have to guess. It, it certainly is, Sean. It, it's what we've been driving to kind of build what we think the market will enjoy. And that's a launch monitor, again, that's portable and affordable, but there's going to be changes along the way. And we are thrilled to have a, a very excited and a very vocal customer group that is going to tell us exactly where they think we should go. And we're excited to listen and, and build towards that. I, I wanted to end with this. One of the aspects that, that really drew me to Graph, and I think a lot of people to Graph, is where the name comes from. I, I, I can't tell you how often I hear what is what does graff mean what where where does that come from but it really kind of sits at the core of you know what the company stands for and it really is a a special story and i was hoping that you would kind of share where the name comes from yeah it it is a huge part of what we think about and and how we hold ourselves every day and so graph to the outsider might sound like graph uh, g-r-a-p-h graphing analytics maybe or something to do with that uh, internally, it means so much more. Graf is short for Jim Margraf, and he was the head football coach here uh, at Johns Hopkins, and he unexpectedly passed away in 2019. And he was a, a very special person to myself, to Patrick, to Mike, to so many individuals throughout Johns Hopkins, throughout Baltimore. He was really the one that pushed me to start this company. And he means so much. He He taught me so much in the short time that I I had with him every single day, it, it pushes us to hold ourselves to, to a higher standard and, and know that we're building this for so many people out there and, and that we're able to do anything to give a little bit back to Coach Margraf and, and enable his legacy to, to continue on. It, it, it just means the world to us. And I asked PK the same question, but I have to imagine that if, if you were here, you know, uh, viewing th this company and the evolution of it, he would have to be incredibly proud of what you know every everybody has done, and especially his uh, his former players. I'm, I'm sure you you think about that on on a, on a daily basis. I, I certainly hope he would be. And again, there's countless lessons that he taught me in, in the short time that I had with him. And I just 
I always try to think about how would how would Coach Margraf uh, react to this situation. He he did such an incredible job of living in the moment and understanding at a high level that whatever was going on there, there was light at the end of the tunnel. No win is too big and, and no losses is the end of the world. And he taught us so much. And yeah, I would hope he, he would be proud of what we've accomplished, but I can't wait uh, to, to show everybody what else we're building here and, and um, what we're doing for coach Margaret. Well, a lot of exciting announcements coming down the road. The next few months are going to be a really exciting time. Aaron, thank you so much for for joining the podcast. This was an absolute pleasure. Hope to have you on again soon sometime. Absolutely, Sean. Thanks so much. And um, everybody, make sure to to follow along to our social media, um, to our newsletter. And we have some really exciting updates. Uh, Thanks again, Sean. Thanks again to Aaron for coming on the podcast. Graf has definitely been a labor of love over the years, and you can tell the passion that he has for the company and for the game of golf. If you want to go back and listen to other behind the ball episodes to kind of get a more complete picture of what Aaron was just talking about, here's a brief breakdown of what each of those episodes entails. Roan Fraser talked about the marketing side and the golf smart concept that we are building here. Michael Eberly went through the software side and building an analytics platform that pairs seamlessly with the data that you will be receiving. Patrick Kelly went more in depth on the actual hardware with the ball. And Parker Feldman went into the manufacturing side of the ball and explaining how he feels this can help golfers everywhere. We will have more behind the ball episodes coming out in the future, so be on the lookout for that. But for now, we have these five, uh, really five of the core members of the graph team. Also be on the lookout for our latest article, which is how to lower spin with your driver. It's a pretty common request people have as they want to keep spin down when they hit a driver. So you can check that out at the club, which is at our website, graph.golf. And that's all we have for today, but we'll see you again for another episode on Monday, November 29th. Until then, have a happy Thanksgiving, and we'll see you again next time.